the Abundance Journey explores all the ways abundance shows up to help you expand the abundance you embody, express, and experience as your journey unfolds. Welcome. This is Elaine Starling, the Abundance Ambassador, and thank you for joining me for the Abundance Journey. You know me, nothing but the best for you people. I love bringing in magic, and I meet it in the most amazing ways. I was so excited when I got a chance to meet with Anita Adams. This lady is phenomenal. Let me tell you a little bit about her because you're just going to have such a good time with her and me, I hope, today. (laughs) Anita is an award-winning leader and the founder of Joyful Inspired Living. That's an organization that's dedicated to teaching people how to access their highest, most authentic self so they can find clarity about who they really are and what they really want. And through this entire process, create a life of purpose, passion, and joy. In addition to hosting the Joyful Journey podcast, Anita leads the Joyful Journey retreat that you do on Bowen Island in beautiful British Columbia, or you can actually participate online from your home. She does private coaching and helps clients on their journey to their highest and most authentic self so they can tap into their inner wisdom and unleash joy. Anita, I'm so excited and so happy to have you joining us today. Thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your amazing show, which I love too. Just, it fills me with joy just listening to you and (laughs) sharing your stories and, and wisdom. It's just wonderful. So what an honor. It's, it's, uh, it's a blast getting together with other high vibration people, right? Right? It just, it feels like the energy just goes through the roof. So I hope that all the listeners and viewers are feeling the electricity here because I am, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps and it's it's all get out right here. And I'm getting goosebumps. This is just bizarre. Okay. So I have to ask you this question. Yeah. What got you started doing what you're doing? Why, why are you so incredibly passionate about what you do? Well, thanks for asking that, uh, Elaine. It is a little bit of a story. So let me tell you. <laughs> It started back in just before the pandemic, actually. My life was very different before that, as it was for a lot of people, I imagine. Uh, Everything just hit all at once. And with the pandemic, my business, another business that I had founded 17 years previously, I got hit really hard. It was a nonprofit that I I had found founded that I was deeply passionate about, and it was all about supporting and and um, lifting up, championing artists, Canadian filmmakers specifically. And I love that uh, that business, and it became a national organization. And then the pandemic hit it, and all of our funding was just sucked dry. And even with our sponsors who had signed an agreement to give us some funding, um, they had to cancel, they had to renege. And so here I am, uh, my business is about to crumble. And that that was just sort of the tip of everything. It was the biggest thing that was stressing me out. There was a few other things that were pretty, pretty, significant as well. My family we were supposed to move to India um, for a, a full year. And uh, we had to cancel those plans, obviously. So that was another thing. And then that triggered 
a need to find a new place to live because where we were currently living, uh, it was a rental that was the lease was expiring soon. So we had to find another, <laughs> another home at the beginning of the pandemic. And it's like, Oh my gosh, it's just all this stuff was coming at me. And it was, I was so anxious and just the, the anxiety and the uncertainty of everything around the pandemic on its own was enough that just I became this other crazy woman that I don't think my family really knew who this this woman <laughs> was. You know, like I was running around my kids and my husband and with a spray bottle in one hand, wiping down every surface. It was just it was ridiculous how like nuts I went. And I was just I was a mess. And my business coach, um, she we were on a call. And she asked me, so Anita, what do you do to calm your stress when you typically get anxious like this? And I'm like, well, my go-to is to go for a walk in, in the forest, you know, be outside in nature. And she's like, all right, Anita, this is what you got to do. For the next 30 days, every single day, I want you to commit to going for a walk in nature. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't have time to go for a walk in nature. What are you talking about? She's like, no, Anita, you got to do this. And I'm like, I, I can't. I, you know, you need to give me business advice. How am I supposed to save my business? That's what this relationship is supposed to be about. And she's like, no, listen to me. Go for a walk in nature every day. Fine. <laughs> you know, I was so grumpy about it, even though I knew in my heart of hearts that it will calm me. But I felt like I just I needed to be doing. I need to be doing to move forward. And I just was so focused on that. But I relented. And because I still felt extremely busy, the only way I can make it work was by getting up at the crack of dawn and heading out early in the morning. And so there I was, you know, first thing in the morning before my husband is up and it's just me, the birds, the squirrels, and the occasional coyote in the forest. And I would be, because there was nobody else, I would just, I would be speaking out loud to the universe, to God, to the squirrels, demanding, what am I supposed to do? This was like my mantra, what am I supposed to do? And that kept going kept going. And um, maybe about two weeks into this, this um, daily trip into the forest, I did start to calm down. I certainly did. I started to feel more just peaceful being out in nature. And so I definitely noticed that. However, I was still asking, what am I supposed to do? And this one particular morning, I heard this bubbling up, this voice that said, what do you want to do? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. And it was more like, well, I, I was resistant, I guess. Um, and I'm like, what do you mean, what do I want to do? What am I supposed to do? And this calm, soothing voice replied, no, Anita, what do you want to do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's great. And then again, the calm voice. Yes, you do. And that silenced me. End of, end of argument. And I just kept walking through the forest and eventually went home. And later that day, I found myself in, a, in the bookstore, probably looking for answers. And I was in the spirituality section of the bookstore at the back. And this one book caught my eye. It's uh, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And I pulled it off the shelf and I flipped it open. And these few words just popped from the, from the page. 
And it said, frustration and anxiety come from not listening to your soul. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm like, I'm not listening to my soul. And I've been here before. I've been here before. We've all been there before. And I'm sorry for laughing out loud at the discomfort you're in, but it's because it's so relatable. We've all been there. Yes. The reaction of, but I don't. I was like, oh, gosh, yeah. I've so been there. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. 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 That's a pattern for sure. Wow. What so amazing- I found I found myself back in the forest the next day because I'm still only two weeks into my, you know, my commitment. And I'm like, I'm going to see this through because if I'm if anything, I'm a I'm a stickler for commitments. And um, so I went into the forest now with a new question. Instead of asking, what am I supposed to do? I started asking, what do I want? And I was waiting for that voice to come up again. And I didn't hear anything for um, probably for a week, but I kept asking, what do I want? What do I really want? And then I started to hear it. I started to hear what I now call the whispers of my soul. And they were, they were whispers. They were quiet at first. Uh, and the, the whispers directed me. Um, the first direction was to close my business. And it's like, that's what you want. And when I first got that directive, I'm like, is that really what I want? I mean, that's my business has been my identity. You know, it's where I got so much of my validation and my financial security and everything was wrapped up in that. It was, there was a lot of ego, a lot of ego wrapped up into that because I, I was, you know, recognized by my industry on a national level and brought to film festivals around the world to speak as a panelist. And so all that was really cool. And I, but it's also your creative self-expression. Yeah. And it's how you are bringing your soul out into the world. Yeah. The old way you brought your soul out into the world. And now you're being challenged to expand and bring it in a new, bigger way. That's interesting. And I haven't that's thought of it like that. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. Well, when I tuned into that idea of closing my business instead of fighting to try to keep it alive, I'm like, yeah, that is what I want. I really do want to move on. I want to move to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, it took a little while for me to be convinced that was the way to go. So I had to keep going back into the forest and I had to keep asking, is this really what I want? <laughs> Yeah. And, <laughs> and not listening to any, I didn't tell anybody, not, not even my husband, this is what I was thinking about, because I needed to have that clarity myself before I shared it with anybody. And that direction, um, that was a beginning of many words of wisdom that bubbled up from me that have transformed my life. And a few of the other uh, whispers that came shortly after uh, were to turn nomadic. <laughs> We got rid of everything, everything. And uh, my husband and I turned nomadic. Our children are not children, children. They're young adults. And they they told us they wanted to move out on their own. And so that was the impetus. And then I'm like, hey, let's go nomadic. And, uh, and then we decided the voice said, move to Bowen Island. And so we thought, let's see if we can, you know, find a, a little place on Bowen Island to hang out in for a little while to, you know, it's got to be furnished, obviously, because we don't have anything left. And uh, just all sorts of beautiful things started to, to fall in our lap because my husband and I, my husband's always been good to about just living in the moment. That's not been me. I, have, <laughs> I am a, a, 
a self-professed control freak who wants to know and have everything mapped out. And uh, I had to, I had to let go of all of that. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons was surrendering and letting go, trusting, allowing for things to happen. And the most beautiful things did happen. I, you know, now live in this most, like, it feels like a gift from God. I, I'm looking out on this expansive ocean view across the Georgia Strait. Um, and it's just this beautiful sun-drenched deck in this incredible home. And it's just like unbelievable, all the things that have uh, fallen into my lap. And then to wrap this story up, um, it was about a year later and this sort of transition. We're now living on Bowen Island and I'm, I have not stopped walking in the forest. It's almost been two years. Well, this time it's at this point in the story, it's about a year into the story. Every single day I'm in the forest and uh, I, it's just, that's where I, my church, where I have my conversation with God, the universe, my highest self. And I find answers to everything I'm looking for, everything I'm looking for. And on one of these walks, that voice, which is now a lot louder than when it first started speaking to me, told me to teach people how to tap into inner wisdom. And I pushed that away for a good six months. Like it, that felt, <laughs> felt really too big. Yeah, is that, I know the really, <laughs> really, 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 no, I don't think so. Who am I? Who am I to teach somebody how to tap into inner wisdom? It's like, no, that's no. Um, and so I, I pushed that away. And, and um, maybe later I'll tell you about the story of how I finally found the courage to step into that. But that's the, that's what got me to where I am today. And when I did finally find that courage, to to lean in yeah it's been amazing and i'm connecting with all sorts of incredible people i yeah. got my podcast that's um i love and it's and fabulous i love thank it you. It's one of yeah my you're so sweet i feel the same about yours we're on the same <laughs> we try to do the same thing in many ways right yeah we're, yeah. We're, yeah we've got slightly different messages different approaches um, yeah it all yeah. works yeah and Anita, you know i I never wish for anyone to go through the pain and agony and, and trauma that they have gone through. And at the same time, I witness what an incredibly beautiful, capable, marvelous, amazing woman you are and the oh. gift that you are giving all of us by doing what you do. And you couldn't be where you are now if you hadn't gone through that. So yeah. sorry, not sorry. I feel exactly the same. Yeah. I, I even, you know, I look at um, things previously, you know, like with my relationship with my husband, we went through hell like 10 years ago. It was so freaking hard, so hard. And yet we came out the other end because we were so willing to look inward. And that's a, I teach, what I teach is um, the three guiding principles to inner wisdom. And that's about looking inward, listening and learning just those three those three things they're simple and they're hard <laughs> yes and looking inward is what uh we we all need to do we need to know thyself that's the you know yeah. the, the number one rule know thyself and when you know yeah. thyself when you you invest the time to go inward and and know who you really are and what you really want and why it matters things start to fall into place. You... They do. They do. Yeah. So 
I know this sounds a little weird because I talk about the abundance journey, right? And and abundance can mean so many different things to each person. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about how would you define abundance based on what it is you do and the abundance that you create for your clients? Joy. <laughs> <laughs> really you know like ultimately when i one of the things that i realized when i was walking through the the forest is that um what i really want like when you keep asking what do i want what do i want i'm just going like pulling back the layers so i want to live the most joyful life possible you know and and once I realized that and I started to pay attention to where joy is in my life. So one of the, the things I, I get my clients to do is, especially at the beginning, is to keep a joy journal. And that joy journal is just the little things that happen. It could be point form, little things that happen throughout the day that bring you joy. You hear a child in the park laughing. Oh my God, that just fills my heart yes. with joy when I hear that. Yes. And you see new blossoms on your cherry tree and you take a moment to notice that. It's like, oh, awesome. Or you see an eagle soaring in the sky. Just like, oh, you know, yeah. these little moments of joy. And the Absolutely. more you start to notice, pay attention to those little tiny moments of joy, the more you start to feel the joy and there's an abundance of joy that happens in your life and you start to attract more. And then the the beautiful thing is the more joyful you are, the higher your vibration is, the more of other awesome things you start to attract into your life. So you start to find abundance in all sorts of ways. Yeah. I I describe it as it's kind of like when you're busy working on stuff, you've got tunnel vision and -hmm. you're super focused and you expect things to show up like this. And you're just, this is all that's acceptable and everything else I'm ignoring because I have to focus. I have to stay really connected to exactly what I want. But what you're doing is you're helping people activate their peripheral vision. And for anybody who has ever tried to watch shooting stars, you have to focus on, you know, some part of the sky, but then you open up your peripheral vision and any little flash grabs your attention. Yeah. And I call those bliss blessings. I love that bliss blessings. You get a little bliss blessing. It's like, wow, that's so stupendous. Seeing that amazing eagle fly by just lifts my heart fills me with bliss and joy. And watching the hummingbirds, I saw something so spectacular this morning that I've never seen before. We've got this little fountain and my husband came and got me. He's like, there's honeybees all over the fountain. And I was like, oh no, are they drowning? He said, no, they're thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) They're all hovered on the outside of the fountain where it splashes a little bit and they're all sucking it up. And then they all disappeared. Wow, cool. Hey, yeah, I didn't realize you could attract bees, not just with honey, but with water. <laughs> That's what they need too. So I love everything that you're talking about and everything that you're doing because you're really activating that broader awareness. Yeah. And that, that and pulls it in. That, yeah. That's a key word, awareness, right? And I think that is me pinging. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. That just means that we got validation from the divine. Every time time something like that happens and you're in the middle of a conversation like this, we just said, that's an example. You open it up and that's an example bliss blessings. And the divine goes, yep, you nailed it. Uh Uh-huh. In agreement. Thumbs up. 
<laughs> that's all that is. It's like, cool. We're in, we're part of the conversation here. Divide us, check it in and just adding their two cents. <laughs> love it. I love your view on life. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So yeah. I, there's so many things that you do to support people. And I love the joy journal. So one of the challenges that I think we all suffer from is we'd really like it today. I want the outcome today. When you were dealing with all that stress and trying to figure out what was next in your life, every single time you went in the forest, you were really hoping you were getting an answer like now would be good. So mm-hmm. often answers don't show up quite that quickly. There are certain baby steps that are clearly that we're on the path and we're making progress. And when we continue and go to the forest again and go to the forest again and keep asking those questions, yes, it's starting to come into fruition. What are the baby steps that you invite people to look for? Yeah, thank you. Great question. First off, it doesn't have to be the forest. Right. Uh, I have, uh, I do believe stepping out into nature is key. I believe nature is the sacred portal to our highest self. So what I, I have five steps that I, I like to share with my clients that help them um, connect. And it does, first off, you have to recognize it's not going to happen overnight. If you are consistent, you will see results by doing these, these five things. Um, and I like to challenge, make the same challenge my business coach made with me. Commit to 30 days, mm-hmm. 30 days, do the 30 yeah. day challenge. And you'll see, you'll, you'll begin to experience the benefits of, of this challenge. And the, the challenge is stepping into nature. And maybe that's just going to the local park down the street yeah. or going for a walk in the, in the neighborhood. It doesn't have to be like, I, I live, my, like my backyard is a forest. So I, I know I'm really blessed to have that like raw, wild environment right there. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that. And in fact, before we moved to Bowen Island, it was, it was just a, you know, it was a Creek, you know, mm-hmm. just below the highway, you know, but there was this strip of green land along a Creek below the highway. And uh, that, that worked just fine. That's where I got a lot of my answers. So the five steps, number one, step into nature. And I, I recommend doing that alone because when you're with somebody else, you're, you are connecting with them. You're not connecting right. with your higher self or, and I recommend, recommend not even doing it with your dog, you know, or your pet. Go by yourself if you can. If you have to take your pet for the walk, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'll relent. Um, but it, it, they are also a distraction. The second step is to speak your gratitude. So this is what I noticed when I was stepping into nature that those first two weeks in that three, that one month journey, I was so rattled at first. It was all about me. And then I started to ease into like and noticing my environment and feeling grateful for what is. And so start to speak your gratitude because it also helps to calm you. And I I talk about everything or speak my gratitude about everything from the comfy shoes I'm wearing to the beautiful marriage that I have and my relationship with my kids and everything in between. And I just let it all all come out. And then the next thing, the next step, number three, is to get really present with your environment by noticing everything in your environment using all your senses, your, what you see, you hear, you smell, you taste even, what you feel like the bark on the tree or the, on a bench or whatever, like just get really present in noticing everything. 
And that helps take you out of that thinking mind that is just constantly at you for not being enough because most of us feel that we're that not enoughness or that imposter syndrome or whatever it may be. There's, you know, that constant chatter that is often bringing us down. So by noticing your environment, it helps to just put that aside and get really present with the here and now. And then the fourth step is to ask your question. And I always suggest to start with, what do I want? Another really good question to ask, and I did this a lot at the beginning when I tuned into this this inner wisdom channeling, if you will, was to ask, who do I want to be? Who am I? And it's good to come back to that every once in a while. Who am I? But start with, what do I want or who am I? Who do I want to be? And then the fifth and final step is to listen without judgment. And the without judgment is key. Don't put any place, any value, any judgment on the things that come up. Because as you start to listen and really learn to listen to that um, inner wisdom, I call it your soul voice as well. Mm -hmm. I kind of use that interchangeably. Your soul is only going to speak to you of the highest, grandest version of who you are and the greatest vision for your life. And that will be scary. It will be big, bold, and scary. And you're going to, there's a good chance you will do what I did. I can't do that. Who am I to do that? You know, so if you put that, if you put judgment onto it, just let things bubble up, allow for them to bubble up. So those are the five steps. And there's actually one more thing that I recommend. And that's when you get home to journal about anything that you experienced. Journaling is a powerful, powerful tool. And um, it can serve you very well in, in reshaping your life if you want to reshape it or find clarity or find confidence to move forward with your vision for what you wow. want. Wow. I mean, we got a seminar in an interview today. That was so powerful. That was really amazing. I love those steps. I love those steps. One of the things that I do also is I partner with the divine. So I'll say, divine, please guide me to show me, bring my soul voice, help my soul voice speak loudly. So I see my next step. So I hear what's next for me. Yeah. Help, help me, guide me. Okay, so I have um, I have a little prayer that I often say while I walk <laughs> through the forest, and I'm talking to God, and I ask God to help me to see what is mine to see, understand what is mine to do, and have the courage to do it. And sometimes I have to repeat that last sentence, have the courage to do it over and over and over again. But it's it's a beautiful little prayer. And I feel like that's in the same way, like you are inviting God in to guide you. That's exactly what I'm doing with that prayer. Absolutely. I love that. That's so, so cool. So before we started the interview, you told me about a really cool free gift that you wanted to make available to the audience. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it's uh, it's my three guiding principles to inner wisdom. Uh, we touched on a little bit of the look, listen, and learn, and uh, it's uh, it's a short document, but it will give you some really great steps and things to get you started into accessing that inner wisdom. We all have it. We all have it within us, and we've been many of us, myself included, we've had that knocked out of us at a, yeah. at a often a young age, you know, like, because we're, it's, into, is it intuition? That's what some people call it, intuition. 
and intuition. A lot of people like my father, for instance, he would, he would tell me to, you know, use that pea size brain of yours and think, you know, so like pretty harsh, right? You know, and, and it's just like, yeah, okay. I, I can't, I can't trust my gut on something. I got to think my way through it. And, you know, so it's, and I think that story is, is relatable yeah. for a lot of people. They're told that they've got to, that intuition isn't valuable and it is, it's so, oh, valuable. it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. There are so many books coming out now about leaders who really are trying to train their intuition and train that yeah. instinct because yeah. you do have instinct and you actually have three brains. You've got the body brain with the gut, you've got the heart brain, and then you've got the mind. Yeah. But the body brain knows first. Yeah. And so often we're kind of divorced. <laughs> so true, isn't it? Separation yeah. of church and state here. So yeah. this likes to think it's in charge, but this is actually yeah. the body is actually what's in charge. So and that yeah. was my journey, trying to remember that it's not it's not always just up here. I mean, of course we've got to use our brain. Sure. And we've got to we've got to also use our 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 heart, our soul, allow ourselves to be guided by that. Uh, that inner wisdom or intuition or higher self, whatever word you want to use for it. You know. Well, Anita, I love chatting with you. And if I'm not careful, this is going to be like the longest podcast in history. So <laughs> I have to take a little break because one of the things we love to do here at The Abundance Journey, we turn the tables on our guests because we know that when we give is when we get. So what can we do to support you and empower you? What would help you? You're amazing. Has anybody told you that? <laughs> you. <laughs> you get it all the time. That is so lovely. Thank you so much. I would love for your listeners to go to joyfuljourney.ca and simply subscribe to my newsletter. And by subscribing, you'll get your free download of the, of the three guiding principles to inner wisdom. And then I have more gifts I'll send your way as well. So yeah, I, I would love that. Joyfuljourney.ca. And you'll uh, connect, you can connect with me directly that way as well. So thank you for asking, Elaine. Yeah, I want to up it just a little bit because I encourage everybody to go and download your free gift anyway. I'm going to encourage people to share the link and share the link to this podcast because as soon as people feel your energy and hear you, there's such a deep, rich <laughs> level of, uh, I feel this tranquility, this mm. calm tranquility and ease. And when you're stressed out and overwhelmed and frustrated, there's nothing more compelling. <laughs> Just the thought of, man, I could be tranquil. Really? I don't remember what that feels like anymore. It's such a sweet <laughs> space to be in because when you can get to that space, that's when finally you can hear. Yes, absolutely. So uh, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Because you are making a massive difference for so many people. And I really appreciate you. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity and just a delight to get to know you more as well. And, and like you say, I feel like I, we're raising the vibration together. And, and the more we can bring people of like-minded interest, 
the higher the collective consciousness will be. And that's, that's important. We can change the world we do. by having more people raise their vibration. Just, we just do wonderful. change the world. You yeah. should check out my episode on the three degrees of influence rule. It'll blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody stay tuned because we're going to be activating abundance in just a minute. Well, we just got to chat with Anita Adams. Wasn't she amazing? Now we get to amplify abundance. We get to activate abundance, sorry, and amplify at the same time. So the five steps, first step, we're celebrating. We celebrate that we got to connect with an incredible person, someone that just brings so much energy and so much enthusiasm and passion to what she does. What an incredible lady. And our energy is now connected. And it's not just mine with Anita's, it's all of us are connected. Your energy is connected to Anita's and to mine. And the beautiful thing about this energy, there are days when you're just not feeling it or moments during the day when you're really wishing you could just get a little more oomph. If you can't be it, borrow it. You can borrow some energy from us because we have unlimited divine energy flowing through us to you. That's deliberate. It's infinite. It never ends. You are not being a leech or sucking on. No, no, no. You are a part of the continuum and we want you to thrive. We want you to borrow if you can't be in the moment. Okay. So step one, celebrate. Step two, acknowledge. Acknowledge something that you learned from Anita that really helped you see things in a new way. I loved what Anita was talking about walking through the forest for 30 days in a row and like demanding, come on, show me, come on, where are you? Quit hiding. This is not supposed to be hide and seek. And we've all been there, right? We've all been really frustrated that it just doesn't feel like we're getting the divine guidance that we're after. I was really surprised. I remember reading an article where they were talking about an episode in the Bible where somebody really famous, you always think of this, just so happy. No, no, no. He was giving them grief big time. He was really ranting and raving at God that he was not getting what he needed. And how reassuring <laughs> that everybody has these experiences, right? It doesn't matter. The highest guru, the most, the most blessed person on the planet goes through these periods. And I view them as this is a new growth expansion opportunity. And usually it feels like you just stubbed your toe and you weren't expecting it. And it's not a lot of fun in that second that it happens. And when you can recognize, oh, wait a minute, this is new expansion. This is, this is the divine ringing the doorbell going, honey, we're here, time for more. It shifts everything. And how beautiful that Anita was willing to bring that. And so openly, so vulnerably, so honestly, I just, she really touched my heart when she was sharing that story. I really appreciated it. And what I appreciate, step three, we celebrate, we um, acknowledge, and then we appreciate, I have to remember. So what I appreciate about it is sometimes I feel like I have to put on a show. I feel like I have to be perfect. <laughs> Who's ever felt that way? And I love that Anita was real. She was honest. She was open. She was vulnerable. And that touched my heart in such a big way. And it pointed out to me that it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be real. Whew, I'm feeling so much energy moving through me and I'm tearing up because I'm getting so much joy in this message. This is a message the divine has been telling me for a while. 
And so getting to see it and have it embodied, have it modeled for me, what an incredible blessing. I'm so grateful. So next step, step four, we're going to activate abundance. And we do that by deciding what's the trigger that is going to remind me to be vulnerable in the moment. And my trigger is going to be whenever I hear that someone is struggling with something, I need to go where they are. Even if the energy feels a little uncomfortable, I need to be willing to be where they are so I can meet them where they are and help bring them up. That's my job. So I'm just going to be paying attention to notice where divine love is needed so I can come and be in alignment with those people in that moment and serve them. That's how I'm going to activate abundance. And then the last step is we celebrate again. Woohoo! We made some progress today. We expanded today. And we had an incredible role model join us for this experience. This is Elaine Starling, the Abundance Ambassador. Thank you so much for joining me for another fabulous Abundance Journey experience. And I look forward to seeing you again next time. See you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, it is time to celebrate. We just had an incredible experience with another amazing guest. And you need to acknowledge yourself right now. Celebrate how much you have discovered today that you've acknowledged, appreciated, and activated yourself so you are bringing abundance in. I want you to feel that, yeah, baby, bring it on energy. Lean into life with so much love and excitement and joy, the beauty is unfolding for you in every single little step. Notice the love that's there for you and soak it up, the abundance driven.